Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Today, we're going to speak with Stella Cantaracus, whose motto is go, do, and enjoy. She says that life is not over when you retire. It's just the beginning of a new and wonderful chapter. One of the really cool things about Stella is she looks better than I do, and she's definitely a little bit older than I am. Another thing that I loved about Stella is that she brought me a piece of the baklava that she had made for her big fat Greek wedding. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did on Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Hi, this is Kathy with Rock Your Retirement, and today we're going to interview Stella Cantaracus. And she's originally from Michigan. She was married for 35 years, but she's divorced now. She had two great sons and two wonderful daughter-in-laws and one beautiful granddaughter. She taught third grade for 10 years and retired to raise her sons, which was actually her second career. We'll ask her about that. She took a job at Bullock's, which is now Macy's, and I remember when it was Bullock's. I actually used to work at Nordstrom when it was Bullock's, so we'll probably have a lot to talk about that. She did a short-term position, which turned into her third career. She did that for 19 years, and she really enjoyed that. But now she's retired, and she was so ready to retire that time. She's an inspiration to younger women, and she knows that because they tell her so. It was a Broadway production, music, props, audience, and a video made for posterity. Stella, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm so glad you came because I heard that you just had a big event recently. I did last Saturday. Tell me about it. I say my number one son because he was born first. (laughs) We had his wedding and it was magnificent. It was wonderful. It was on a yacht off of Newport Beach. And I had never been on a yacht for a wedding before, so I didn't know really what to expect. But it was fabulous. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. And the best part was that you could feel the whole room was full of love. I was on such a high. I didn't even have one drink. It was just 
wonderful. And one of the highlights for me was the uh, mother-son dance. Oh, tell me about the mother-son dance, because you never see a mother-son dance. I know. It's always daughter, you know, the bride and the father. (laughs) So um, they asked me to pick a song. Now, wait a minute. Let's back up. Okay. Why were you doing a mother-son dance? Was this something that your son decided on? They asked me to. Who's they? The bride and groom. The bride and groom. So the two of them decided that there was going to be a mother-son dance. I assume the two of them decided. (laughs) One of them must have initiated it. But um, anyway, they asked me what song I'd like to dance to. And I knew it had to be kind of a slow song. And I thought to myself, all the slow songs that popped into my head were inappropriate for a mother and son. (laughs) You know, like, let's get it on or can't get enough of your love and all that good stuff. And I thought, I can't do that. That's not right. So I went on the internet and I was looking for, you know, songs for a mother and a, a son. And this song came up. I listened to it and I sat there and bawled. Aww. It is the most beautiful song called My Loving Son. It's by Mickey Varick. And the words, the melody, everything about it was so beautiful. So I picked that song. Now, I didn't find out till the day of the wedding that while we were dancing, I told my son about, oh, the first time I heard it, you know, I started to cry. He said, so did I. And that made me feel even more wonderful. For whatever reason, I am such a crybaby, but I didn't cry. Everybody, my Patty Phillips, my dear friend, I saw her crying. My sister was crying. I'm sure there were a few others crying. And my son and I just kept looking at each other in their eyes. And, and he'd like turn away and come back, turn away and come back. And somebody commented on that, too. He tried really hard not to cry. And how how I didn't is beyond me, okay? There was, somebody was helping me. It was just the most beautiful dance and the, the highlight of uh, one of the many highlights with my son. It was just wonderful, wonderful. It was a great wedding. That's so awesome. And you brought me a treat from the wedding. I did. I ended up putting together uh, 200 favors for the kids because we're Greek. And Greeks and Italians, too, they make uh, favors with Jordan Almonds. And they're usually in netting, you know, with a little note. And so my sister and I offered to make them for the wedding. Well, as it turns out, they had this nautical theme. So the centerpieces, everything was nautical because we were on a yacht. And they ordered these little palm tree things. At first, I thought, what? So it turned out that I put the Jordan almonds inside the palm tree. Oh. And then instead of tying a note onto it, which would have looked really tacky, we just created a note and then glued it onto one side of the palm tree. And oh, it turned out lovely. It really did. So I put all those together. And then I made 200 baklava for the wedding. Oh, and 200. that was great. How two, long did that take you? Weeks. <laughs> really, it's, it's at least a two-day job because you have to make the syrup and it has to cool. You have to chop all the nuts. And then when you start working with a phyllo, which is, really gets dry fast, you got to kind of go there. And you have to let it soak overnight. So you can't take them out of the pan until the next day. So it's at least a two-day project. And that takes quite a while, too. Wow. But they're delicious. And you must be a loving mother. I love my kids more than life itself. In fact, when we were dancing, I was was talking to Michael, and and I said, you know, Michael, I said, if you needed two kidneys, you'd have mine tomorrow. Oh, how sad. (laughs) He'd never take both your kidneys. Hey, but I'd give them. Any mother that's listening understands. Oh, that is so sweet. Well, thank you for bringing me the baklava. I appreciate it. You are most welcome. And I'm sure that my producer, Angie, is extremely jealous. I don't think I can send any to her because I don't think it'll last. No, I don't. Well, maybe. It might not last last the car ride home. (laughs) That's a possibility. (laughs) 
I've heard that before. Absolutely. So what did you do when you were working? You were working at Macy's. Tell me about that because we have that in common. I was working at Nordstrom's. You were working at Macy's. Well, as I said, I feel like I've had three careers in my life. My first one was teaching, which is which, which I loved to death. I love, love kids. And as a mother, I felt that was my second career because I really took it seriously. I was bound and determined to be the best mother and wife there ever was. Okay. So I, ne- I never did any entertainment or reading for entertainment. I always read for a purpose. It was either child development or nutrition or something to better my family. So that's why I called it a career. Wow. And you know, anybody that's raised children knows it's right. the hardest job you'll ever do, but also the most important and wonderful job you'll ever do. So um, that was my second career. (laughs) Anyway, Macy's just kind of happened. It was supposed to be a little short-term thing and then turned out to be a 19-year career. How did that happen? (laughs) That was, you know, choreographed from above, truly, okay? When I went in, I was ready to take any job. It was something I needed at the time. And I would have, you know, done anything. It didn't matter. Of course, I didn't think I was going to be there that long either. (laughs) So I interviewed with the clothing manager, and he was ready to hire me. In fact, he made some comment about the jacket I was wearing, about some name brand. I thought, I don't even know what name's on my jacket. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when I left, the HR lady says to me, Stella, would you mind interviewing with another manager? I said, no, of course. In my head, I'm going, I don't care. Just give me a job, you know? <laughs> and I interviewed with the cosmetics manager, and she wanted to hire me. Oh. Now, I had no retail experience ever, no cosmetic experience, but she still wanted to hire me. <laughs> But the interview for that was three days down the road. Oh. And I said, but he wants to hire me today. You know, what if they don't want me? She goes, we'll hold the position for you. And at the time I thought, oh, wow, I, that's really special. Well, later yeah, they're I found fighting out, over you. It's no big deal. Okay, three days. <laughs> but at the time I thought, oh, wow, I'm, I'm impressed. So anyway, I went for the interview, was hired. And uh, two of us actually were hired that day, a young girl and myself. I wasn't so young. I was in my late 40s. And neither one of us had any experience. So we went to a, it was for Clinique. I worked for Clinique for two years. And we went to a breakfast, a kickoff breakfast when they have gift with purchase. And there was this big, big contest, okay? So my manager, who was much younger than me, wanted to win this contest. And I'm thinking, girl, are you crazy? You got two people here who don't know what they're doing. (laughs) How are you going to win a contest? Well, guess what? We won. We each got $1,500. $1,500? And we had dinner with the president. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So that was really something. Now, was dinner with Clinique, Clinique. Yes. or dinner with Macy's? Clinique. That yeah, is The contest awesome. was through, through them, not Macy's. So after two years, my manager decided she wanted me to be a manager of Chanel. And I said, Lydia, are you out of your tree? I said, I'm not Chanel. I'm Clinique. I'm down to earth. (laughs) I said, I can't be one of those hoity-toity girls. She said, I want somebody approachable. I said, well, I talked to everybody. She says, I want somebody who can build a clientele. I said, well, I've already done that. I said, that's what you want. I said, but I can't prance around like those girls. I've seen them, you know. She goes, no, 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 that's that's what I want. So I ended up going almost against my will because I really loved her and you know, trusted her. And lo and behold, I was in Chanel for 17 years. People couldn't believe that I, you know, because managers usually burn out after a few years. I was there for 17 years until I retired. And it was, it was wonderful. It's a great company. And I, I loved working for them. And, you know, I went from the white coat of Clinique to the black of Chanel and the girls went, Oh my gosh, you're perfect. You're perfect. You look so good in black, you know? (laughs) 
So it was wow. it was a great career. It really was. Is that why your skin is so lovely? Because of all this cosmetic experience and skincare? Or it could be my Greek genes. I don't it know. It could be both. Or my diet. <laughs> or your diet. Yeah, the Medi- you probably have a Mediterranean diet. Uh, yes, basically vegetarian. Well, you it- are lovely, and I will be posting your photo on the website. So if anybody wants to see what Stella looks like, her photo will be on (laughs) rockyourretirement.com in the show notes. Yeah. One of the reasons why I left my retail experience was because of a contest because I won a contest and then was not given the dresses that I was promised. And I just thought that was really unfair because I was making, I don't know, whatever minimum wage was plus my commission. And these dresses were $300 each. And I won three dresses and then never got them. My manager just made up some excuse. And I thought that was just really unfair. And so I wound up leaving. It's wrong. It's just totally wrong. (laughs) I was a young twin. I wasn't cut out for retail anyway. Do you remember back in the 80s when, or early 90s, when you worked until 10 o'clock? You know, the stores were open until 9 or 9.30. And and then I had to be at work the next day. They'd have me working until 10. And then I'd have to be there the next day at 8. And I Mm -hmm. said, I need eight hours of sleep. Just because I don't have children doesn't mean that you can abuse me. I lived through the years with it worked till 12 o'clock. You know, the week before Christmas and all that stuff. And then after I left, I found out they're doing all the 24-hour thing, like opening at 4 in the morning Forget or that. This is insane. It is insane. I, and, you know, one of the things that really annoys me is when the stores are open on holidays. Or Sunday, which used to be family and church day. It's no longer. Everything's open except for Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. Those are the only two that are closed on Sundays. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. I believe those two. them. St- yeah, good for them. So, but yeah, it's it's funny. Things used to be closed, and now twenty four hours. I mean, things are open on Thanksgiving. They're open on Christmas. You know, know, they they start Black Friday on Thursday. <laughs> I'm thinking, let your right. poor people be with their families. Right on Thanksgiving this past year, I think they had the people come in at six. I don't remember exactly what time, but they came in on Thanksgiving evening. That's outrageous to me. Like, where's the family? Well, you know, society's changed a lot. Let's not get on that topic. <laughs> I know, but why are people shopping on th- on Thanksgiving? Well, exactly. But that's why they keep doing it because people keep going. If people would stop going, it might change. Well, if they'd stop doing it, people wouldn't go either. So it's like <laughs> the chicken and the egg. <laughs> So anyway, this isn't really a political commentary or or social commentary show. This is a show about retirement. So tell me, when you retired from Chanel and you'd been there for a while, was it expected or was it unexpected? Oh, no, I was ready because the last couple of years, I I knew I was ready. Times had changed. The policies had changed. Things had gotten much different. Like I told my store manager, he wanted me to stay longer, of course. I said, you know, Mr. Mike, I said, it's not fun like it used to be. It used to be fun to come to work. We had so, and he was a great manager. He always had activities, barbecue or, you know, Christmas party. He dressed up like Santa Claus. I mean, he was, he was a great manager, but he's, his hands were tied. Ever since we merged with the East Coast, that's when it started going downhill little by little. Um, so it was different. And I told him, I says, I want to retire when I can still do what I want to do. I don't want to, you know, retire from here and not be able to move. So, uh, you know, I, I declined the invitation to stay, but it was expected. And, you know, I was 66, so I was the full age and I thought, okay, that's fine. That's enough. It's time to go. Um, I was, I was totally ready and I made a major Broadway production out of it. Of wow. course, people who knew me, whenever we had any dress up days or any theme of any sort, like I won contests for the best hat or 
outfit or whatever. I mean, I like theme things. So I went, if anybody remembers the movie, An Officer and a Gentleman. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, I taped the song. So I had it on a tape to play. Um, all my, well, most of my friends were there. My family was all there. My customers were there. And of oh, course, boy. the other employees were there. They all knew Stella was, you know, retiring at five o'clock on Saturday. So, and I made rice pudding for everybody when I went in that day too, because they loved my rice pudding. Anyway, so I had one of my big, tall friends, strong guy, uh, come in and wear a naval officer's hat. Just like. Okay. When five o'clock came, okay, I went to the register. I clocked out for the last time. I held up my little piece of paper and it's over. You know, I got up on a stool because he was so tall. And then he carried me out of the store while the music was playing. And when we got outside, I had my other friend out there with his big bad Harley. I had a big sign on my back, just retired. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. And he drove me to the party that my friend Tom had at his house for me. And my <laughs> friends came. It was magnificent. Oh, my gosh. It, when I think about it, I can't help but get a big smile on my face. It was such a happy, great, fun day. Everybody loved it. In fact, one of the girls said, you know, no one's ever done this and probably never will again. And no matter what anybody does, it would be anticlimactic, you know, compared to this. <laughs> It was just phenomenal. Well, you know, most of my listeners are not yet retired. So I have a lot of listeners that are, you know, my, my sort of target audience is 55 to 70. So a lot of them are not retired. So I think you're giving some people some ideas oh. about what to do on their retirement day. It was my dream. In fact, one of our girls from Estee Lauder retired a year before me. And I knew her and her husband, you know. So I said, Gary, I said, do me a favor. I said, when Marsha retires, will you carry her out like an officer and gentleman? Well, he never did. Aww. Well, she would just say goodbye. And, and walk out the door. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? This is major in my life, you know? So anyway, it was, it was so much fun for everybody. Sounds like you made it a party. Yes. I, I make most things a party. That's great. Okay. So now my next question is, okay. so a lot of times people will retire and this is the reason why I have this show. They'll retire and they're out doing things for the first six months. They're taking care of loose ends or traveling. And then all of a sudden they hit a wall Maybe they get depressed. Some people get divorced because they're not used to spending so much time together. Did you ever hit that wall or was it always just fun and because you didn't wrap yourself up in what you did for a living? How, how was your experience well, later? My number one passion is dancing. And I was doing that before I retired. It's funny. In fact, my sister came to me. She's 16 years younger than me. She came to me one day and she said, you know, about retirement, whatever. She says, Stella, she says, you know, do you have, you know, anything to do like are you, are you going to concerned about what you're going to do? I said, are you kidding me? I said, I can't wait. All I knew is I love to dance, but I knew I could take classes. I mean, you could do all sorts of things, anything you want. You have the world open to you. And there's a lot of free stuff too. You don't have to pay for everything, you know, senior centers. I go to a body conditioning class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. And it's at the Oceanside Senior Center and it's free. Okay. There's another class at another Presbyterian church. It's also free. Um, there's free concerts. Especially here in San Diego area. Yes, yes. There's free concerts like in the summer months. There's free concerts all year at the Performing Arts Center in Escondido. There's all sorts of free things you can do too because people will use money as an excuse. Well, I don't have the money, you know, whatever. No, there's lots of stuff you can do. Plus, just get the girls together. That's right. And that's not just in San Diego. I do have listeners all over the world, including out, I think I have some in Australia. I have some in Canada. But the majority of my listeners, about 65% are here in San Diego area. And you're right everywhere has things to do. Right. Just, you know, you go to parks and recreation or any senior center or any schools, uh, you know, they have activities for seniors. 
It's wonderful. So you never hit that wall? No, no. Um, I hit all those walls before I retired. <laughs> you know, my divorce was a wall. So that uh, was before retirement? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, it was. Uh, also, my parents lived with me the last five years of their lives. Okay. And they died six months apart. That was a really big wall for me. It was really hard. That was tough. Were you their caregiver? Oh, yeah. They were in my house, in my home. My father, unfortunately, died. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, he got his wish. He so didn't want to be dependent on anybody. Yeah. He used to tease us and say, who's going to hand me the arsenic when I can't reach it? You know, he just didn't want anyone taking care of him. So he fell, hit his head, oh. and ended up dead within the day. So he actually got his wish. Then six months later, you know, my mother had been on dialysis, and so she was very weak. And she was tired. And she was older also. She was ready. I think she held on and was strong for my dad's sake. And then she passed away on Mother's Day. Oh, on Mother's Day. But she did. But she was a great mother. In fact, uh, my sister was there. She'd come down and stay once in a while. And I'd go upstairs and sleep, you know, instead of sleeping downstairs with my mom. My boys were both home, but they were out. One came home around 9 or 10. And the other one came home around 12, 1. Okay. I don't know how she sensed that she was on morphine, but... As soon as everybody was home, two in the morning, she passed away. Oh. And I know that's how so she, she is. she waited. She, that's the kind of mom she was. She was a wonderful mom. So it, it was really tough. That was a really big wall for me to, to overcome. But I did. And how uh, did you get out of that funk? You know, the... Well, I'll tell you. Here's what happened. One of the caregivers was so sweet. Because, see, I took my family leave time from work. I was still working oh. to take care of her thinking that she'd be gone by the time this time was up. Well, she wasn't. And I was ready to actually quit my job because I wanted to see her through the, to the end. And my sister <clears throat> talked me out of it. And it's a good thing she did. But she said, you know, mom would never want you struggling or trying to look for another job or whatever after she's gone. And I thought, that's so true. The last thing on earth my mother would want is to see me suffering. So I did go back. Now, I had two days off a week. My sister came down for two days, and then we had caregivers for three days. So anyway, one of them was so sweet and so nice, and she had called me, and I had to return her call, and I never did, never did. So finally, I called her. In the meantime, before I called her, I had made an appointment with a doctor to get a drug. I've okay. never taken drugs. I hate drugs. I don't even take aspirin, okay? I don't like drugs. Well, you didn't even drink at your son's wedding. Well, that's... That, that's I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened. I was too busy dancing, okay? <laughs> uh, so what about this drug? So um, they had given my mom Lexapro. Okay, I don't know what that is. Well, it's some kind of a, like, to calm you down, sort of. Okay. Because she was to the point where she was frustrated, and she'd say, I don't care if I die. I don't care if I die. After your dad died. Yes. And then when they gave her the drug, it was more like, I'm ready. Daddy's waiting for me. Mm. You know, that kind of thing. So it just kind of calmed her a little bit. I thought, I need something because I was going crazy. I was crying all the time, going up and down the stairs, losing weight. I thought, I and need something. And you don't need to lose any weight. <laughs> I need something. <laughs> so I had an appointment to go to the doctor to get this drug. And when I'm talking to this caregiver, I told her the story. She goes, Stella, I won't hold it against you if you go take this drug. She says, but she says, when you go off that drug, you're going to have to face it then and deal with it. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing this again. Uh -oh. This is not happening. I canceled the appointment. I said, no way. And then I just, you know, you smack yourself in the head and go, okay, straighten up. And you worked through it. And I did. And I got through it. Um, not easy, but we, I think, you know, most of us can do it. It's just really hard. But you have to take one step at a time and then just start doing something for yourself, the smallest thing, even if it's just 
combing your hair or putting on makeup. Of course, I worked in makeup, so. <laughs> so you had to wear makeup. <laughs> yes. Um, so I believe in makeup. In fact, one of my customers told me the cutest thing, and I say it today too. She's a little old lady. I was helping her, you know, and she says, I always put a little makeup on before I go out just to be polite. Aww. And I thought, that's adorable. <laughs> Well, that's so nice. And you're looking at me and I don't wear any makeup for my listeners, not even occasionally I'll wear mascara, but I'm getting to the age now where I think I need to start wearing it. (laughs) So maybe Stella can show me how to apply it. You know what it is? Some women don't like makeup. Some women look great in makeup. I personally don't look great without makeup. I love makeup, but I think makeup just a little bit enhances anybody's looks. It just kind of refines everything. You don't have to put a ton of makeup on, but just a little bit just completes the picture. Well, the male rock stars are wearing it now, so. (laughs) Yes. Was that Adam who won the... uh... Adam Lambert? Yeah, Adam Lambert. He wears makeup. Maybe he could give me some tip. You haven't seen him? He wears a lot of makeup. Yes. Yeah, I think he wears... Idol, right? Yeah, he won yes. America. I think he won, didn't he? Yes, American I think so. Yes. Or no, I think he came in second. I think he's more famous than whoever came in first, if he came in second. I think so, so. He's, he's made a name for himself, for sure. <laughs> that's right. And and that's the thing. You can make a name for yourself no matter what you do, right? Well, you know, it's funny. We have a mutual friend, Patty Phillips, you know? Yes. And... Um, we we went to one of those shows, you know. Uh, now we want to keep trend. this. Uh, we want to keep this no, a family rated. It is show. family, but you know what kind of show I'm talking about. You know where men dress up like women, okay? right? Oh, oh, All is right. that where she was giving a performance? No, 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 no. We just went to see this show, okay. and she made a comment because for my 69th birthday, uh huh, the girls and I met at this place called Kiss. Down lips. In, oh, lips. Kiss? I mean lips. <laughs> right. I, I knew what you were talking. Yes, about. lips, and so. And it's what she said is so true. She goes, you know, there's no excuse for a woman not to look good. When a guy can look that good, there's no excuse for any woman to walk around not looking her best. Well, it's funny because those guys always look better than I do. I mean, the the figures, oh my gosh, you look at those legs. And seriously, when they put it all on, it's amazing to me how great they look. And again, I tend to promote makeup because it was my career for so many years. Right. Personally, it's part of my life. I tell my family, I say I have two personalities, one with makeup, one without. But a little bit really does make a nice difference, I think. Well, I'm going to be getting Botox in a couple of weeks, not for cosmetic reasons. Thank God. I have a condition called dystonia. I think we were talking a little bit and it makes my face, like my eye will shut and it makes me grimace a little bit. And so they're going to be giving me Botox around my left eye. And so the joke is my left face is going to look beautiful and the right side of my face is going to start to look really old. (laughs) So I'm hoping they'll save just a little bit so that I don't look lopsided. But my dad has Parkinson's and he can't open either eye. So his eyes are shut for much of the day. And so when I first got this condition, first thought was I have Parkinson's. That was my first thought. So I was freaking out. And and today, I actually went to a neurologist before I started these interviews today So for some more testing. But one of the reasons why I do this show, so I do it really for my own personal reasons. One is I want to be able to rock my retirement because I'm still working. On Mondays, I release interviews with people like yourself who are rocking their retirement. On Thursdays, I release interviews with people who can help, like, for example, the caregivers that were helping you with your mother, just different people. And my dad has Parkinson's and that's one of the reasons why I do the Thursday shows because when I 
I first found out, I thought, oh, we're going to have to pay $25 an hour, 24-hour care and, and all of this. But I've been finding out all of these things like adult daycare and all of these different organizations that can help with different conditions. But you're certainly rocking your retirement. Yeah, the Botox for me is not cosmetic. It'll be to hopefully fix this condition so that I can, because I'm a public speaker as well. And and I have to wear sunglasses when I, when I do public speaking. Well, my philosophy is grow old gracefully, right? Do the best with what you've got, you know, enhance, like whether it's makeup or, you know, the hairdo or, or clothes or whatever, you know, I mean, package it up as best you can. But it scares me. I, I, you've seen these mistakes. And also being in cosmetics so many years, I saw a lot of women, you know, they'll have that facelift or whatever, that real tight look. And it looks weird. You, well, it looks weird then, but it looks worse as they age. When you see it a few years down the road, it's worse. I hate that look, that stretched look. I just detest it more than my wrinkles. So uh, I'm keeping my wrinkles. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And and um, my husband and I have talked about this because he has puffy eyes underneath his eyes and he's, you know, considered getting that puffiness taken away. And I thought, you know, what if he winds up looking right. like, I'm not going to say the name of a couple of singers, but there's at least two singers that I know of who were really good looking when they were younger and now they look weird. I know, I know. We need to embrace aging in this country, you know, where we're just... I don't know, we're we're in the wrong direction, I think. You know, we're supposed to have wisdom and we're supposed to respect the elders and all that. And people are trying so hard not to be one of the elders, you know. Well, hopefully this show will help with that. I hope so. I hope so. Rocky Retirement Show. Right. We are actually getting close to the end of this show. And I wanted to ask you the two questions that I normally ask. If you were sitting across from somebody who was about to retire... What's the one piece of advice that you would give them to help them have a great retirement? Embrace it. Love it. Enjoy it. Go. Do. Live life. And just don't let anybody tell you, well, you're too old to do that or, or you know, you, that day's gone or whatever. It's in the past. or You can't do that now. That's a bunch of baloney. You can do anything <laughs> you want as long as you physically are capable, okay? I still get on the back of a big, bad Harley when I have an opportunity. Awesome. And I love it. That's, that's my second passion. First Har- one was dancing. Second one was being on the back of a Harley. <laughs> I've been thrilled with motorcycles my whole life. And after my divorce and everything, after my parents died, you know, I met this fellow, great guy, such a lesson and a blessing to me. Okay. It was just the most wonderful time of my life. And I was 65 years old at that time. And I was having the best time of my life. And he had two Harleys. And that didn't hurt either. I love that. But um, mainly, it's like, just don't let anybody talk you out of something. If you feel like doing it, do it. If you are successful, great. And if you're not, oh, well, try something else next time. Just don't let anybody pigeonhole you because you're 71 or you're retired or, or, or whatever it is. You know, even if you have one leg missing. I mean, you watch Dancing with the Stars. We've had people on there with two arms missing or one arm missing, one leg missing, two legs missing. Now we have a deaf guy on there who's dancing beautifully. It's amazing. So... If these people can do those things, certainly you can do anything you want. I just feel like people feel like retirement is, okay, now I'm going to sit back and watch TV. Yeah, that's no fun. No. Watching other people on TV when you could be having your own life. And, you know, just for some ideas, because people ask me sometimes, well, what do you do for fun? You know, if someone doesn't invite you to do something, then plan it yourself. You know, like I I love having my friends over. I just recently had, because I'm Greek, of course, so I had to do this, you know. (laughs) 
I had my big fat Greek happy hour at my home oh. and I provided all the Greek food. I even had some ouzo there too for people to try, okay? And I invited my girlfriends and we had a blast and then we went to see the movie. Also, I made a bunt cake. And Wait, I, a what kind of cake? Well, bunt cake. Oh. In the movie, she goes bunt cake. Bunt cake. Yeah. Okay. So it's a bunt cake and I put flowers in the middle like she did in the movie. I also bought some plastic and put it over my furniture. <laughs> Just, no, you did it. That is so funny. Just for a joke, you know. I'm the type, you know, I, I like to go all out. If I have a theme, I like to carry it through. And the best part was I had been making the favors for the wedding with the Jordan Almonds, right? So I had Jordan Almonds left over. Oh. So since we're going to see the Big Fat Greek wedding, I thought, okay, I'll make a favor for I tend to do that anyway. I make a favor for them. What can I do? Okay, the Jordan Almonds. Well, what can I, t you know, because usually it's tied on to something, whether it's an icon or a, a dish or a cup or something. So I went and bought... I bought 14 window cleaner bottles. Window cleaner bottles? Because Windex, which is in the movie, was way too expensive. So I whited out the O and the W, and I wrote in the E and the X, so it looked like Windex from a distance. <laughs> and I tied the netted almonds onto the Windex bottle, so that was their favorite to take home. And I wrote on the back a little, I should have brought a copy of it, but I wrote on the back a little theme about the, the reason there are five Jordan almonds is because you're giving five wishes to the bride and groom, Aww. health, wealth, happiness, long life, and children. Aww. So uh, anyway, so I put 10 in their, their thing and said, yeah, I gave you extra. I said, don't worry, I did it on purpose. <laughs> so you could have double the wishes. But I've done that. I did the same sort of thing with Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I don't out. even want to know what you did with that. <laughs> I'll show you pictures later. <laughs> but have holiday parties, you know, plan them yourself. If, if things are boring, you know, I hate it when people say, oh, yeah, it was boring. Baloney. Don't let it be boring. You're the one that's boring. That's what I tell people. I mean, there's, if there's other people around, go talk. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay, my birthday's in December. I didn't know this about myself until I had my horror scope a party. Horror scope. Halloween. <laughs> horror scope. So I had all the traits for everybody and things like that, you know. And one of my characteristics is that I get bored easily. Okay. Now, I didn't know that. But I did know that I was the one who always said, okay, where are we going next? What are we doing next? You know, I always want something more, a variety. So anyway, I... Um, I tend to move on. Like if I'm in a conversation with three or four people and it really like it gets I'm, boring I'm over it, I just kind of slip away and go find another conversation. <laughs> so, you know, just make it happen. And the other thing too is, you know, they say fake it till you make it. It's really true. If you just keep faking every day and you know, all these affirmations, I mean, it doesn't sound corny for people who aren't aware, but you look in the mirror and you say, hello, beautiful. I love you. Beautiful. You're beautiful. Your subconscious remembers all these things. And we all have our down days. Don't, I'm not Miss, you know, Pollyanna here. But just keep thinking positive. Keep doing. And if something doesn't work out, find something else to do. Don't stay home because that's the worst thing you can do. Because then it just gets worse. And you build this little wall around yourself or a cave or whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden you don't want to go out because it's been too long and I don't know what I'm going to do. So you keep doing. You never just stay home. There, that's my motto. So keep going. <laughs> keep, oh, keep going and make it happen yourself. If nothing's happening, you must have a few girlfriends. Do a movie night, anything, invite them over for popcorn, watch a video. So let's say someone is stuck in their retirement. They don't have any girlfriends. They don't have any male friends if they're a man. So they're stuck. They're not outgoing like you are. What advice would you give to that person? Go to a meetup group, go to church, go to anywhere where there's a group of people that are doing something and, you know, going to a bar. Well, that's, that's, I don't, 
that's not my my thing, but these meetup groups now that people have are fantastic because they do fun things and, and you're they're not everywhere. Pressured. They're everywhere, and there are many different types of meetup groups. Some are wine tasting, some are hiking, uh, all sorts of things. Because you can find a group of people that are interested in the same thing. There's no pressure. It's not a date. It's not you know like oh I have to perform or whatever. You can go. There's no way you're not going to make one new friend. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, you are maybe the fourth or fifth person who has talked about Meetup on my show. I think I should ask them to sponsor my show. You want to hear something really funny? I've never been to a Meetup group. Oh, you haven't? I haven't had the need yet. (laughs) Well, I can see that about you. You're very outgoing. (laughs) But you're right. Meetups are everywhere. And like I said, you're the fourth or fifth person who's mentioned Meetups on this on this Especially show. if you're alone. Because if you have a group of girlfriends, you can go do whatever you want to do. But if you really are alone, if you're new to the city, you know, and you're looking to meet people, it's the greatest way. But even for men. Oh, absolutely. Even for men. I wish more men would go because I hear people saying all the time, you know, there's more women than men and they always wish there were more men. And even when I go dancing, okay, usually there's more women. But there's me- there's male meetups too. Like I've seen golf meetups mm-hmm. and sure. I've seen baseball meetups and, you know, different meetups that are geared towards men as well. It doesn't have to be all about women. But you're right. Women tend to be more social than men. I saw something on the television which surprised me because, you know, lately the breweries and beer is really popular or whatever. And so they're having Bible study with a brew. Oh, Bible, Bible study and, and brews. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so so all you men out there, start a Bible and brews. Oh, sure. And one more thing that you can do is volunteer work. Everybody's always looking for volunteers everywhere. And it's a great way to meet people also. And it's a great way to have fun. I do volunteer ushering for live theater. Oh, fun. Oh, my gosh. It's phenomenal. I love it. It, you, if you like live theater, especially, okay, that's I love live theater, and there's no way I could afford to go to all the plays that I've seen. But when I usher, I get to see them without paying. I volunteer also with Captain Book. I met him through Patty Phillips, my friend, uh, at one of her fundraisers, and he goes to different schools, and we dress up like pirates. I go like a wench. She goes like he's called Captain Book, and we go to different schools and put on a little program and then give free books to kids. We've given over a hundred. Well, I haven't. I just started last year, but um, they've given over a hundred thousand books to the children. So there's all kinds of volunteer. Brother Benno's at Christmas time. I go there and help. You know, there's wait any, who at Christmas time? Brother Benno's. It's in Oceanside. Brother Benno's, and yes. what is that? It's like the people can go there uh, for a free meal. Oh, okay. Um, and different, and not like we put together uh, goodie okay. bags for women at the shelter. Oh, nice. Different, different things like that. There's always places you can go. And again, you always meet people. Absolutely. And when it's a big group, it's hard not to walk away with one new friend. I have a friend, Jackie. She's the one who, she had my 70th birthday party for me at, at her home. You know, lovely lady. She's my only older friend. <laughs> All my friends are young. But she's adorable. She's my inspiration, okay? Aww. I'm other people's inspiration. She's mine. But I met her through volunteering for the Dove Library. Oh, I love the Dove Library. And, you know, I live in Oceanside, but I, I do Encinitas Kiwanis. I do Carlsbad Library. I mean, I, I don't like to be pigeonholed into one group only, but that's another another way of doing it. And that's how I met her. And she's become a dear, dear friend of mine. Oh, wonderful. Well, Stella, thank you so much. You are an inspiration. And hopefully my listeners can get some great ideas on how to rock their own retirements by listening to how you're rocking yours. 
And don't forget that on Mondays, we release episodes of people who are rocking their retirement. We also release authors and bloggers, that type of thing. And on Thursdays, we talk to people who can help you with sandwich generation issues. So we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Are you a senior who's thinking of buying or selling a home? Is it time for mom and dad to think about moving to a retirement community where they can get more help and care? You need a realtor who specializes in working with seniors and understands their special needs. Patty Phillips is a senior real estate specialist and she helps seniors sort through the difficulties involved with moving. Contact her today to get honest and caring real estate advice. Call 800-680-9133 and ask for her report. The five things seniors need to know before they move. Call 800-680-9133 now.